Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode. This is the episode six recap for the current season of the challenge, Battle for a New Champion. And my guest co-host today, joining me today, is Miss Nikki Sin. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's nice to finally meet you formally, of course. I feel like you and I have both existed sort of in the same sphere, but have like never like officially crossed paths, I guess you could say, in like a setting such as this, which you know, it felt sort of like it would happen at some point. But if I got to be honest here, the one glaring thing that made me be like, I got to make this happen sooner than later is just, I mean, this kind of self-explanatory right here. I mean, ghost face, baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one driving point, uh, driving point that made me be like, all right, we got to get this done like now. So glad to we have, have to you get here. It done before the seventh movie we were ranking our favorite screams like before this yeah like this was a thing guys like this is this is serious business uh but um now before we get into the episode though i would like to you know allow you to kind of talk sort of um just briefly uh how long have you been sort of involved in you know covering the show and sort of what's the basis of um you know what you've done as far as like the whole blogging and such goes well, thank you. I, I love any chance to self-promote. <laughs> a shameless self-promote. Shameless plug. <laughs> but I, so I used to write for this website called The Wax Museum, um, and I started doing uh, interviews called TMI, TMI Thursday. It was, at that point, it was Thursdays. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm like, why don't I interview reality TV people that I like? So I reached out to, and I wish I could censor his name, but I reached out to Zach. Um, not an exact fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. That's actually the first. The, I think that's um, it might have been the first like blog of yours that I actually saw. That's what's really funny. That like I the, think when you when I searched you up, like that's like the one that came up. That's the very first like MTV one that I did um, mm -hmm. in like 2015, and then I was like, oh, it's. I mean, for me, it was easy easy to get these interviews because at this point, it wasn't like a big thing to be interviewing people from the challenge and real world and whatnot and for some reason like i just i found it easy to like put myself out there and just be like hey listen if they reply great if they don't reply all right like i, I can live with that so then i just sort of continued that and then when i branched off and created com for my own you know my own branding instead of the wax museum i started doing tmi tuesdays and yeah, since then, I've just been like, I sort of reach out to people that one, like have a lot of controversy on their shows. Because um, I like to really get the dirt. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Miss Gina Marie from Big Brother is not a big fan of mine because I openly called her a racist when I was interviewing her because she is racist. And it was, there's evidence of that for being on the show. But I just, I find it so interesting to like talk to people that are on these shows that are experiencing these things and you know really get like an inside view yeah for sure i, I mean just sort of kept up with that yeah no you definitely hit it on the head i mean obviously i wasn't covering it at that point but like um like here and there like if i'm in the rabbit hole i'll see like some stuff that'll like pop up in my recommended and it'll be like an interview with like a real world person from like 2015 2014 even 23rd like the market was so different back then compared to what it was now because it, you gotta remember at that point like the whole like term influencer didn't really like exist like there wasn't 
like there was really wasn't no gain for them or like loss for them i should say by doing these like you know interviews so like you've definitely i feel like you've gotten to see sort of how the um content creator uh you know spheres kind of grown in the past like decade or so i'd it's, say it and it's crazy like i was and i remember when i was doing caffeine confessionals shout out alan luke zoe um <laughs> I, I found it harder to, like, get interviews with people from these shows because it's, like, sometimes they'd be like, okay, it's, like, two grand to interview them. I'm like, am I paying you two grand to talk about yourself? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You pay me. Um, but, um, no, yeah, I wanted to ask you, though, since you've obviously seen sort of the show in, like, multiple different forms now, um, it goes without saying that the show that we're seeing today is vastly different than the show we even saw like 10 years from 10 years ago and even five years ago. Right. Like it's honestly, I'd even argue it's different than two years ago, but like it's changed so much. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, you know, for you, what, it, what was like something that like you look for when coming into a season, either something, it could have been something that you gravitated towards initially and that, like, you kind of look for in, like, seasons to come back? Like, what what is something that draws you or is important to you when going into a challenge season? I think I'm, 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 I'm going to show my age with it, but I'm definitely, like, a big fan of the old school mm-hmm. um, sort of setup of things. So, like, I like a good, a good deliberation. I miss sort of when they were all sitting on couches, like, way too close to each other like face to face and just like screaming at each other about who they wanted to throw in um i also like a good a good party night in each episode because i i want to see them sort of outside of this competitive element but remembering that you're always in the game mm-hmm. you know like yeah no, I, I noticed they like they'll like in this episode, for example, they were, like, giving each other lap dances and, like, pounding back shots and dancing and having fun. And then it would immediately go to, like, one person being like, okay, but who should we send in? And so I, I like I like seeing them remember that they're always in the game. And that's what's always so interesting about the challenge is that, like, it it really takes the components of all these different competitive reality shows where it's, like, you're, you're always in it. There's no, like... There's no breaks. Maybe when you're sleeping, but maybe not. <laughs> so that's something I look for. I find now it's little too based too much on athletics. And I know that's because, you know, they're like, oh, it's the fifth fifth national sport. And like, you know, I'm all for that. I'm I'm somebody that likes competitive sports. Big wrestling fan. <laughs> like I I like something I get to yell at a screen about. <laughs> But I think it's too focused on that now, and we're not getting enough social element. Mm-hmm. And I, and again, social element is something that I look for too. I think that's why you know newer challengers now, like like Michelle, Michelle's really good socially because she played a really social game on Survivor. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I I really look for. I'm I'm all for these like headbangers, you know, go at each other. This episode, there's some mud pit wrestling. Yeah. But I, I would like to see a little bit more strategy. Mm-hmm. All the points you just hit on are exactly points that yeah, I've been kind of you know harping on lately too. Is because 
Um, this the the whole like aspect of like you said about seeing them in the club. We saw kind of like, and yeah, we saw them party here and there, but for the most part, I'd say prior to this season, we had seen like a really big, just serious tone. I felt like when it came to like, especially from Total Madness onward, they like tried to make it very like, like action movie centric. And tried to make it like yeah. very, very serious. Like they were calling TJ the handler. There was like explosions left and right, all this spy crap. Like, I don't need that when it's like a reality show. Like, I get it. If I want to go watch a movie, I can do that. But if I'm coming to watch a reality competition, I get that there's a competition aspect. And I and I'm all for that. But I'm more all for people that I could actually like relate to personally doing these things as opposed to like almost like a like a a character of like like not even like that you know what i'm saying like yeah i can't i can't like root for or feel like an emotional relation to want to root for someone on the show if i can't identify or like relate to them like if i don't like it just doesn't really seem authentic like you know what i'm saying and it, it very it feels like the now cast members are sort of having to play up to these these characters they have to play you know because the goal the goal like the i'm gonna obviously compare you know the challenge to the other shows that people come from but like survivor the goal of survivor is to like outwit outplay outlast mm -hmm. and you, you want to win that specific you, you want to win the million dollars big brother same thing you know the, the goal is to like socially eventually manipulate people so that you can screw them over but still have them vote for you to win all this money but with the challenge like it kind of seems like people now like their main goal is to make sure that they get enough drama or they get enough camera time to like be cast in the next season and that's not something that i'm like particularly looking for like i feel like with you know older cast older cast members like i'll, I'll put laurel up for example she she's just naturally she's naturally the type of person that is is really good on camera really good competitively and it it doesn't feel forced mm -hmm. and we do get that with some of the newer cast members you know like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a like i'm being forced to watch them yeah no but that's that's a thing that like didn't even like people were going on these shows not with the intention that like I'm going to have to do this because it's going to get me a callback. Like, nobody was worried about callbacks at that point. They were all living in the moment and, like, kind of taking the, the show, game, whatever you want to call it, like, for what it was at face value back then versus, like, it seems like there's, like, a, you know, hidden agenda each time with people that go on these shows, and it's, it's kind of shown through. Now, I will say, and we'll obviously get into this episode, and I'm sure it'll come up, but... I don't know your stance, but I'm actually kind of enjoying this season better than probably the last handful of seasons, I think. I don't know if, you know, what your thoughts are, but for me, I kind of feel like with them getting rid of, like, these explosions and, like, sort of going back to, like, a little bit of, like, a basic, simple formula has, like definitely like open things up a lot more i will say and i feel like there hasn't been like these like for the most part like 
out of this world like hard competitions you know what i mean like i feel like like, they need to cut the explosion budget down like use it for something else use it to throw theme parties for them we don't no literally every like every comp being an explosion at the end like i like i feel like uh, i've watched most of these eliminations and challenges and they've been like hard enough but not like inconceivably hard to the point where like you couldn't do them like on some of the past shows like i don't need to see somebody in their like <laughs> like on all stars for example like i mean that's fine too but like they had some challenges like with all these like moving trucks and whatever it's like i don't need to see like these parents jumping from like these like <laughs> fucking like pickup trucks that are mo- <laughs> moving like 150 miles an hour <laughs> they've gone from like minivan to like tank yeah <laughs> i don't even well, see people throwing their backs out trying to trying to do something like someone almost getting electrocuted just so they can yeah just so they can win an elimination i don't i don't need to see that i do like a good balance of like mm-hmm. something really physical and something really strategic Mm-hmm. right no, that's I'm sort of the boat that I'm in. Um, but uh, I, I want to kind of get into this episode now. So, you know, we saw it kind of pick up with, um, you know, Horacio and Norris. And obviously those that pay any close attention on social media know that in real time, they are actually a couple. So we're seeing kind of like how that couple came to be now. And I'm a sucker for a good rom-com. So, you know, if they want to keep showing this... Uh, romance blossom by all means go ahead because i'm a hater to my core i'm like stop forcing this relationship on me but i think not a a fan of it i think it's also it's difficult because you know with with social media we can follow along with their current lives and so it's Mm -hmm. like it seems it feels like old news Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah it feels it feels kind of boring for me to be like okay like how did this relationship come to be and it's like they're like all over each other on social media and that's not me saying like oh you shouldn't show anything that's happened postseason you know save it for the fans to see later because i feel like that would just be like as inauthentic as Mm. as it is but i don't know i don't i don't like a forced i don't want to see a forced relationship and i'm i'm sure whatever they have is it's very authentic. I can't speak on it. I don't know either of them personally. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean, I thought that because the the way they're like kind of the sending the story is sort of like Horacio being like more reserved and like Norris being like the opposite of that is like more like the outgoing one. And I think that it's pretty pretty cool for them to kind of. Because you're so used to seeing, like, with the history of this show, a lot of the guys are, like, you know, we've seen a lot of variations of, like, toxic masculinity, like, you know, guys that are, like, <laughs> fuck boys and all this other stuff. So, like, I mean... And they, they never get a bad rap. I... Yeah, no. That always <laughs> pisses me off that they're like, look how many people this girl hooked up with. And I'm like, look how many people Corey hooked up with. Right. That's, that's nothing against any of these people... Mm-hmm. get your dicks get your licks get whatever yeah. you know whatever floats your boat there but <laughs> i'm not yucking anyone's yum <laughs> no, no yeah like i i don't know i think it's a like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh you know Horacio makes like the most compelling reality television however i will say that like it's actually a 
tad bit refreshing to see, you know, a male on this show not be like status quo or like paint by the, like not paint by the numbers, but you get what I mean. Like yeah. if we if like hypothetically he was more like of a go-getter in the situation. It's not anything we haven't seen over the course of the past like 20 something years. So the fact that like he actually is like more like on the, you know, timid side and we're seeing like, you know, sort of the sort of the girl doing like most of the, you know, initiating of it or at least yeah, like, you know. There's this there's this like and I'm not saying this should should be um the case like all the time in real life but like i don't know i think there's like a thing like where guys are expected to kind of like always go after the girl like or make yeah. the first move like which is you know it's completely normal like i mean the, but i feel like it could could kind of be like an even split like i don't know you know what i'm saying it's you have to every once in a while there needs to be a, a kirby in the situation a kirby <laughs> read where it's like now would be a good time to make a move Right. For those that, scream for yeah, Rush scream. It is an obsessed, but yeah. Then we cut to um, cut to like the alliance that I think nobody knew about, and it's like really surprising because they kind of called it the Fantastic Four with um, you know, Narice, Michelle, and Jay, which that makes sense. Like I knew they were friends, and yeah. I, I knew that I knew that Jay was friends with. Asof, but Asof's like kind of been doing this thing. We saw it later in the episode with kind of how he was talking with Callum too. I, I gotta say, I actually have kind of enjoyed Asof on this show. Um, I actually have because, and the reason why, context matters here. And when I mean context, I mean this guy's coming onto the show with a wife and a kid. Traditionally, we've seen dads come or parents in general, let's just say, have come onto these shows and like either just laid low not really gotten involved like just kind of getting their paycheck and then kind of going home you know which is fine like not everybody has to do that i get there's a human aspect to it but from a television perspective the fact that asof's finding ways to stay involved in the social aspect actually trying to play the game providing entertaining tv i could appreciate that as a viewer because he doesn't have to do that and I've actually enjoyed him on this show quietly. I, I love it. He's like so chaotic. <laughs> and I guess I just didn't know that he had this in him. No, because we the saw last him. Time that we, yeah. Last time total, we saw him. Total madness. I felt flicked yeah. off there. I felt like he was super quiet on Total Madness, aside of like I mean he had a little thing with Nani, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. Like he was kind of like just doing his own thing for the most part. And now we're seeing him on this this challenge. Um, I got the chance to actually interview him the other day, and he actually said that it was really funny. He said that um, he was telling the girls at the airport, like, he said his game started at the airport, and he was, tell he was telling, like, Michelle and Olivia and whoever else, like, oh, yeah, you know, my wife watches you on the show. They really like you. But, like, she had no idea who they were. Like, so he was just telling them <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> I, I love that. That's camp. Yes. I live for that kind of messiness. Yes. Why? Like, that's what we want. <laughs> that's no, I said last week too. Um, like with the Corey fight between him and Corey on episode five, we needed that as viewers. Like, I feel like the level of the male. Corey needed that as a storyline. No. Yeah. Like the the level of male entertainment that we haven't been 
you know, like, I feel like a lot of the guys in recent years have been, like, holding back, I feel like. So, yeah, they leave it all to Josh and Fessy to, like, what I call, like, like the, have their brotherly fight where it's, like, they're going to get right in each other's faces. And then I'm like, but they're part of the vacation alliance. They're just going to head off to yeah. Cabo later. Yeah, like, we need this as viewers to kind of have something to sink our teeth into. Um, oh, so you, so we talked about uh, Corey, obviously, and then we get to the conversation between him and Michelle, um, where that was a whole big thing in the last episode. Um, what did you think about that? Like, do you feel like uh, Michelle had, like, a right to be as mad as she was about um, Corey voting for Asaf? I think yes and no. So I think like I think it was more of a heat in the mo like heat of the moment thing where it's like you're like really mad then and tensions are probably very high when you're at eliminations. But the one right. thing that I, I, I took from this was at one point Corey says and I had to write it down because I was kind of laughing at it where he's like, No one's ever hurt me more than this in my entire life. It's like, really? No one in your in Who said this? Corey? Corey, or, Corey or... says this to Michelle. Where she, like, called him a liar or something. He's like, no one's ever hurt me more than this in my entire life. And, you know, I'm for the dramatics on these shows. That's, you know, part of the appeal. It's very, like, a CW mm -hmm. drama type show. But in your entire life, no one's ever hurt you this bad as your friend calling you a liar on a TV show where you're competing against her for money. Your whole life. that That's a blessed life. I, yeah, I, I wish I'll I have my then. feelings hurt by a barista when they say my name wrong. Like, you <laughs> Your whole life? But that, yeah. that is some testament to, like, how strong their friendship is outside of the game, which I think is something that's important and is sort of, you know, sort of lacking. A thing I do miss, though, is when they would show, when they're like, oh, you know, we're friends outside of the house, and then they show clips of them being friends or mm -hmm. they're like we had drama last season or a few seasons ago and they show a clip of that because yeah. yeah some of us have the memory of a goldfish cracker and i'm like what do you mean they had a fight i don't remember <laughs> that but they're like oh they had twitter beef i'm like i wasn't paying attention in that 10 seconds that that was relevant <laughs> you know who michelle reminds me of i've not seen anybody at least off the top of my head make this comparison before and i don't know if it's just me I see a lot of striking similarities to Paula Walnuts with Michelle. I think it's the paranoia within the game oh. and like sort of the same like humor and commentary. Like I think Paula is also, I think it's an East coast thing. That's what I think it is. It's an East coast thing. I'm pretty sure Paula. Um, yeah. Paula was a New Yorker, New Jersey. Michelle is a New York. Like I think it's, they have the same, like, I love that sense of humor same comments like the paranoia like sort of the same like style of game too like they're both not like physical like threats like these hulk like but like if they made a final they would be a threat like you know what i mean like yeah that's so my comparison is usually, i usually compare her to nani okay like she uh, feels I'm... very much like a nani archetype but then i think that Alyssa lopez sort of takes over that that, mm. that nani archetype and i i say archetype in the sense that I think, you know, all reality shows, um, once they find someone that's like, sort of like a golden character, you know, to mm -hmm. cast, they sort of will base that later on. 
when they're casting further on. So like they had Carolyn last season on Survivor and, you know, now they have Kendra who's sort of like the loopy, you know, entertaining mm-hmm. amount of chaos right. and weird. And I love it. <laughs> um and so I, I do like that there's sort of like your comparison of Michelle and Paula is perfect. <laughs> wow. Awesome. I'm glad that I'm glad you feel this way because uh <laughs> I think a lot of other people like didn't quite get the comparison, but if you really crunch your brain here, it's like striking similarities. Like I'm Yeah. I was sort of getting um oh an Aesop vibe is very much like I feel like earlier season turbo. Yeah, I I could see that like yeah, I do see like probably like War of the Worlds one turbo, I'd say more so. Yeah. Obviously I think Turbo's you know, better competitor than asaf is and probably a little more like angrier <laughs> well yeah, a lot more does, angrier but does, uh does scare me yeah <laughs> fair, fair fair just a tad you know i like i wouldn't want to piss him off <laughs> um, but I, th- I think that he sort of i'm gonna i'm gonna give this to turbo and i think this with a lot of the international competitors where english isn't their first language um i think that culture plays a really big part Mm-hmm. um in in these sort of games where it's like like even even when you have US competitors on like on Survivor Australia where it's like even the culture there is different right you know and i'm not saying like food wise culture is different like religion wise culture is different it's just like social aspects are different in in every country mhm you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm canadian and like <laughs> I say like and a and sorry a lot. <laughs> you know, I just get told to go fuck myself in Chicago if I like sneeze the wrong way. <laughs> like, oh, forget it. I'm all for that. In New oh, York, you. I actually kind of thrive in New York. Like, really? Oh, wow. I'm all for just like flipping people off and crossing the street whenever I want. I live in in polite New York in Toronto, so okay. like very different. But I think that like Turbo, getting to my point with it, Turbo sort of things are very different in turkey than than they are in america so like mm-hmm. that whole fight with him in jordan a few seasons ago where he's like you're not gonna copy my walk and i was like he was doing the conor mcgregor billionaire strut but maybe that's not something that's commonly known in turkey like yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give him that and i that's why i think the it it always goes back to this like it feels like War of the Worlds 3 this season, where it's, like, U.S. versus international. That sort of seems like easy pickings to me. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I don't, I don't, who, I don't who, love who, it, but... Mm-hmm. Who, who, does, who does, like, Nikki the fan, or Nikki the producer, I should say. Like, if <laughs> both. Um, who, who, for you, like... So far, we're about a little past, I think, I'd say, like, a quarter of the season through. Um, to, who, for you, like, cast member-wise, has, like, stood out as, as, like, people that, like, you kind of feel like, okay, like, I think they've, from a, from, like, sort of an entertainment perspective, like, you feel like they, they're they probably people that you'd like to see as, like, mainstays going forward so far. Um, I'm very biased. I love Melissa. Everyone should go listen oh. to your interview with Melissa, by the way. If you haven't already, go do so. Yes. Mike did an incredible interview with her. I adore her. I think she's such good TV. She's not afraid to, like, get right in your face. 
which which I love. Um, I didn't. I was very much like in the comments on Instagram when Berna had like called her a bully because I had assumed and I was right. It was just like a big misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And like the way they had edited it, like they show like Big T and Melissa laughing about something. And I'm like, I don't think they're laughing about her dancing, but I get it. You know, I've been drunk and done stuff like done some done been dancing or like fallen or something. And I'm like, oh, my God, all these people are laughing at me. They're making fun of me. Mm-hmm. But like. What you have to remember, and something I think is really good advice self-esteem-wise, is, like, if you're thinking, oh, my God, these people are laughing at me, they're making fun of me, what they're actually thinking is they're, like, they're thinking that you're laughing at them, you're making fun of them. Like, everyone's just as concerned about themselves as you are. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something you have to remember. Right. But, again, Melissa, such good, like, so good for this. Michelle, I knew as soon as she was on there that she would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Asaf, I want to see more of. Same. Like, absolutely want to see more. I think Zara is sort of underrated at this point. I think she could give us more. Right now, mm-hmm. she's sort of not giving me enough. Right. Um. I don't. And I think if I'm gonna like, like people, I I'm like kind of okay with not seeing that often. Feel free. Huh? I know you didn't ask, but again, hater to my core. Um. Not not big on Jay. Because, okay, you won one elimination against CT. I'm not saying he's not a good competitor. But it's like, I'm going to need something more. It feels like the same thing every season from him. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I want to keep watching. Corey Lay annoys me. But, you know, he, he brings... He brings a certain. He's involved to at the least. Show. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, that's another comparison. I mean, like, people might get like annoyed at me for saying this, but I feel yeah, like, yeah, fine. <laughs> don't listen then. I don't know. Yeah, um, they've got sort of. I see a little bit of Corey in like probably like Battle of the Seasons rivals to Frank, like a little bit. Yep, I can. Like, just, I can one hundred percent see like, that. Like, Frank did, like, ins- Frank said, like, a lot, like, worse stuff, obviously, at that point, and was probably probably a little bit more entertaining of TV, objectively, but, yeah. um, but, like, Corey does kind of, like, in terms of, like, how they both went about the game, sort of similar, like, so, I'd, I'd go as far as to say, like, from just an objective entertainment standpoint, I think Corey's probably at least like the first or second like male like on the cast so far this season yeah in in terms of you know actually bringing something to the show i don't want to mm-hmm. see any more berna i i i just can't stand her i couldn't stand her from her her first season that she was on like go back to your circus you clown i'm i'm done i <sighs> For anyone that does, doesn't know, she was actually in the circus. Oh, okay. I actually, I might have, I might have known that. I just didn't know. Off the top so you of might have, you might have remembered that if she had been like a memorable person for it at all. I and then if I think about it, like no one else is really standing out to me to like want to see more of. I want to see I like a that, Huey again. You know. Oh my god, he's like. I think he was saying that. Um, on with with Devin and Devon on their podcast, he was like talking about how someone had said that he's not really, he's not athletic, so he like shouldn't be on the show. It was, I was like, no, that's I, 
I want to see it. <laughs> I I need more than just you know physically good competitors. And I'm not saying I don't want to see physically good competitors on here. Yeah, I think I think Raven's really good physically, but she's you know she's been too quiet. Let me see more. Right. It's just like I don't know. She's good TV. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Olivia always. I have to say that. Yeah. Shout out to Olivia. She's She's charismatic for TV. She's a good competitor. And I think she's just she's just fun. Again, I'm biased with her. She's like so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um I think with this I want to just kind of talk about the daily challenge. Um I liked this one. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Like again, I think because like it's something that's again, it's not like you don't have to be like a you know, this Hulk of an athlete to do to just tackle somebody basically, um, in like a mud pit. Um, I, I liked that we had this and I think that there was, it, cause it used not, it wasn't just like physical, like there was some mental involved too, like the numbers and whatever. Um, what was it called? Bingo, bingo, bango. bingo, bango. I yeah. think they should have called it like dirty bingo or something. Well, that if this was set like seven years ago, that probably would have been the name. Thirty thirty <laughs> time probably. Oh, like, they don't do that, that stuff anymore for licensing reasons. I feel like I don't that's... know that to be a fact, so don't quote me on it. But that's just kind of like bingo bango. <laughs> that's such a ridiculous. Sounds thing. like the name of like a um. Yeah, you ever, you ever drink like one of those like um like energy drinks like the rain or bangs oh. like that sounds like a name like of one of the, like an energy drink of one I wouldn't bang. buy. I'd be like, well, suit your suit yourself because I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got in your red cup there, your solo cup. Yeah, You're yeah. like, this is bingo bango. <laughs> More of a monster ultra guy myself, but uh, that's a story for a different day. Um, oh, man, your your poor drive while you punch through. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um yeah no this daily challenge was cool um we saw vintage melissa vintage melissa in fact so much so that um this is just a spoiler because i think by the time this is up my tweet will have already been posted um so don't steal it nikki please because i already have the schedule to drop like don't steal my material here so i'm about to uh (laughs) it's um the, it, like it's a picture from the daily of Melissa and uh, Narice, um fighting, obviously, and then it's like Narice saying, like in quotes, like "Don't fucking kick me," and then it's the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio meme of him pointing at the TV, and it says Sil- <laughs> Sylvia watching this episode. <laughs> I love that because <laughs> that's that the Sylvia Melissa elimination is like one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, it's one of the best, like, not just, like, female eliminations, just all-time eliminations. Because, like, they're they're giving it their all. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm watching, uh, you know, either, like, a daily or an elimination, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, but are, are you even trying? <laughs> right. Do, do you want this money? I don't understand. Like, I understand getting the, like, defeated mindset. You know, mm-hmm. I've been there. Not, you know, not on the challenge. But I've had a defeated mindset before where I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do this. I mm-hmm. there's always room to quit. Yeah. So <laughs> shame. That's always quit. an option. <laughs> no. Like, Wouldn't be the first nor the last. I think there is shame in quitting on these shows where it's like you you've essentially like taken a spot from someone else. Right. That could be competing. But like, 
oh Melissa brought brought the claws out this time and I loved I was a little disappointed that it took them so her and Big T so long to realize they were being sabotaged mm-hmm. like the other teams were actively working to make sure they didn't win so they could put you know both of them in or one of the two of them in into elimination and I was like it can't really be taking you this long to realize that yeah, it's kind of a shame that like like from from a from a viewer's perspective, seeing like these are probably like the two cast members that I'm probably like most invested in uh, on this season. Seeing it's them targeted, so fun. yeah, no, like so much. It's a it's a shame to kind of like you almost like know that like I don't want I don't want to be the guy to say this, but their their days are numbered. <laughs> oh, whether it's today, oh, yeah. tomorrow, or next week, like. There's really no end game for them as far as like they'd they'd have to like go in and win every single elimination at this point it seems like going forward. Um, it, I wish they threw them a little bit of a casting bone because they kind of just have each other there and like they're so like I feel like I mean yeah Big T did like I think what her last season prior to this with like Corey and Michelle and maybe like a few other of them but like then she like took that break a little bit so. They're 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 both like not really well connected with the rest of the um, house. It feels like, and they kind of just have each other. So um, which kind of sucks. Like, yeah, like I mean, like I wish they had like more of a casting bone. I just wish personally. I mean, I would have liked to see like I know like sort of the like unofficial theme is sort of like newer people that haven't won. But I, if you wanted to like get really funky with it, I would have had like. Paulie, Amanda, like, since they technically haven't won either and had, like, like, yeah, they're veterans, but they still haven't won, so it still could have fit the theme criteria. I yeah. don't know. If, if we're going by people that have competed on, like, a lot of seasons, like, Big T would be a veteran. Mm-hmm. Isn't this, yeah. like, her, like, fifth season? Yeah. Yeah, she did 34, 35, 36, 37. I'm such so a fifth, huge Big yeah. T fan. I love Big T. I, <laughs> from her first season, she, like, gave me really, like, old school vibes to like how she does things but she's just so like posh in the way she speaks <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a funny like dichotomy to like see the two things intercept oh uh, i mm-hmm. love her i wow. i felt so bad watching her run into that little pit to go get go get the bingo bango balls or whatever they are mm-hmm. uh, i felt that it was giving me flashbacks to like her having to go against cam in that one elimination like a few oh, seasons yeah. ago uh-huh. I was like, oh no. No. <laughs> like, girl. Yeah, I, from what it's seemingly gathered, Melissa said in, like, my interview with her, like, this was, like, Big T's, like, least favorite season um, that she's been a part of, so, you know, of do with that info is. what you will. Yeah, um, hopefully that this, hopefully this doesn't, you know, leave any type of stain on her going forward as far as like whether you know deterring her from wanting to come back is what i'm trying to get at here um hopefully we see her like um you know i just hope in the future seasons if she's on that she has like more people just other than melissa there to kind of like help you know help her out a little bit um she's got to be careful she got that twitter beef with Corey lay going on if we get another rival season well I mean, that's, well, two things. I'm glad you brought up rival seasons. Um, but I'll get one. to that. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the preview, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, the preview for next week, we, that Twitter beef seemingly is going to come to a head if you catch my drift. Oh, but, yeah. 
It's yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, we we need we need that though because that was like a staple of the uh, like Dirty Thirty era, like Dirty Thirty Final Reckoning era. It's like all the Twitter, like almost in a sense, at one point in time, was a staple of like challenge drama. Hell, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it basically set up like multiple rivals pairings in the past. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, so. And I, oh, I I miss that because I like mm-hmm. a, I like a good rivalry where it's like we see it like I, yeah I want to see it and I like it when it's mutual. I'm gonna throw some shade at Josh here when he was yeah. like Wes is my rival and Wes is like who? <laughs> 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 but I like it when it's like a really mutual thing and you can tell there's. Like, when it's a rivalry that comes from a place of, like, they thought that they were actually friends. Right. Like, there's and some, I, like, I, I do believe that, that Corey that Corey believes he was friends with Big T and Melissa, and that I, be- I believe that Melissa and Big T believe they were friends with Corey. Right. And it's, it's also a lot of, you know, it, it's a lot of tone issues, too, because, like, in a tweet, I, in a tweet, I could say, hey, Mike, nice, nice, like, nice shirt. And you're going to read that however you're thinking it. So you're going to either read it as, hey, nice shirt, or nice shirt. So, like, I think that, the, the, like, a tweet war, a tweet rivalry is is very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of sort of gauge what's what's actually going on. But these two, they just, they, they don't like each other. <laughs> That's fine with me. Let me see the drama. Yeah, well, after this episode, when it comes to rivals themes, I'm... This is going to be another one of my tweets, but um, basically, I think that uh, Melissa and Narice, if we ever get, like, a same-sexed rivals pair. (laughs) What are you, bananas on vendettas writing notes? (laughs) I'm taking notes of what what tweets to steal. (laughs) I think Narice and Olivia would be rivals. Well, we we still have to see what that looks like, though. We just know it exists, but we haven't actually seen it, like, uh, come to come to be yet so that's one to keep bookmarked but i think based on stuff we have seen after this episode you know melissa and Narice, that's another thing i'm glad we got to see like we yeah. need some of that too like that's more- and i'm gonna give melissa the same like kudos that asaf was getting where it's like a parent comes in and is still like given the drama she is the, she is the barometer at this point for like moms that return to the show i feel she first of all she made a final um vienna her child made a final she was pregnant with Vienna when she was doing that final. She's the only she, one that has a kid that's made a final. Listen, I mean, by by this logic, though, I mean, does Nani deserve, like, some residuals? Because technically, her elimination loss to Melissa would technically be a two-on-one then. I don't think that's that fair. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I always give know, Nani her kudos. So some, I love Nani. Just some food for thought there, but... Um, <laughs> But um, we get to the deliberation now. Um, and There's a note that they threw Melissa in. Yeah, they they oh yeah right they um at the end of the daily challenge they threw the um, red team one. Mm-hmm, the red team one. They they threw Melissa in. Um, Kylan did not want that. Kylan did not want that. Um, they're they're I don't even know if their showman's is still. I, I like I think we see like. Eh. I doubt it. I yeah. doubt it's, like, still a thing. Like, Kyland yeah. is, he's one of those guys, he, he moves through cast members, and, like, all for him. Melissa does the same thing. I love mm-hmm. it. 
Right. Love a good hookup. Yeah. Um, so Melissa's voted in, obviously, so we kind of, like, know that already off the bat. And then she's been kind of going around trying to campaign to get people to throw Raven down into elimination so that way it's not, like, big T. Um, do you, was that, like, do you think that that was under the... Do you think she was trying to get Raven thrown in, like, under the assumption that she, like, wouldn't want to go against her best friend, or just, like, she just didn't want Big T in harm's way, period? I think she didn't want Big T in harm's way. Okay, because... I, I, like, I don't think it was any... I don't think it's anything personal against Raven. I think mm-hmm. that she was just trying to protect Big T, and, like, Raven seemingly has less numbers than... So, like, she's not going to be like, oh, throw Michelle in. Right. Like, because um, Michelle clearly has the numbers to be doing well. Well, I think that, um, well, I mean, I'm going to get to this in a moment, but I would have much rathered, like, like, I don't want Big T and Melissa to go against each other, per se. No! Like, I don't want that, but I feel like... I think Big T would let Melissa win. Probably, yeah. I think that there would be more stakes, though, if this deliberation was deciding who's facing each other rather than, like, who's going into a deliberation to then face a mercenary that's coming in. Now that they know there's mercenaries coming in, I feel like that takes away from the stakes a little bit for me, personally. Um, yeah. It's also frustrating, because it's like, they're like, okay, we, like, they were like, okay, we want to get rid of Melissa, or we want to get rid of Big T, and then it's like, okay, but you're also getting rid of $10,000. What, what's more important to you? Because, like, if I'm, and this is, this is not any shade towards Big T, but, like, if I'm choosing, like, keep Big T around or keep $10,000 or, like, get rid of $10,000, I'm keeping Big T around. She's, she's sort of slim pickings to, like, take out later in a different elimination. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. don't you want that? <laughs> right. You can keep building your bag up and then when it comes time to it... Yeah, you um, can just get rid of her, because we don't have any of this, like, skulls non- like nonsense. Thank God. Oh, I... D- Never want to see a skull again. I don't want to... No! <laughs> I hate it. so stupid. And, like, I understand the concept of it. It's where it's, like, people are afraid to go into elimination. Yeah, I don't want to go into elimination. They only did that because Kara and Polly like, broke the system, like, on the season Kara's prior. cult, yep. Yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, the, um, I, I don't know, I, I'm probably in the minority here for the most part, but I don't really, I'm not a huge mercenary guy on this particular season, it'd be a different, I said, if they were gonna do a mercenary twist at all, it would've been cool if they brought in non-champions, and they could win their way into the game, that'd be the only way I'd be fine with it, because I feel like it'd be like, okay, they've got stakes at least, these are all people who haven't won before, they're trying to win their way into the game, at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're kind of just giving out appearance checks to all these people that don't care and have won already. And they're just coming in and taking out people we actually, in some and most cases, like. Such as, like, potentially this episode, Big T almost had an opportunity to get taken out. And um, I just feel like I'd rather see, like, the cast members that are integral to the story and, like, the actual, like, gameplay go at it rather than, like, some outsider who has no stake in the game other than, like, money to come in and just take somebody out. I don't know. I don't like it. 
No, I want, and I wanted, like, yeah, I want some sort of stakes to be there. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody's outside partner, like, romantic mm-hmm. partner comes in, and it, then it's like, are you, what if their friend is down there against them? Then it's like, are you, are you rooting for your friend to stay and for you to keep $10,000? Or are you rooting for, for your romantic partner to come in? Or like, you know, just people that have, better like connections i also like i do i'm getting ahead of myself here but i want to tell you my theory on what that like third pole or sword or whatever the hell it is i think and i've done a pretty good job of just like you know forgetting all the spoilers i've seen about this season so because we got these in may and june so like they're kind of like almost far and gone if you like I've already I've forgotten, which is fantastic. I'm so happy about that because usually I like remember, right? Like who wins what elimination, and like mm-hmm. I'm like so frustrated. But like I've just completely forgotten, and I'm sure anyone who knows me now that like who wants to sabotage me is gonna like text me after they hear this, and they're gonna be like, "Here's who won." Um, please don't do that. Um, yeah, give her a break, you know. Yeah, I will come into your house and break all your phone chargers. I I will do something that's really menacing. Um, but I think <laughs> what the third poll is, whatever it is, I think it's going to be the mercenary's choice. So I think they're going to get to pick anyone. There you go. They want up there. Right? Yeah, I think it it's only makes stupid sense. if they like pull it out and it's like those two people have to go against each other, like whoever the two people are that got sent down there and the mercenary mm-hmm. doesn't play. I think that'll be really stupid and that'll piss me off. Or, like, TJ's choice or something that'll piss me off. The handler's choice. He is not the t- the handler. He's not him. He's <laughs> not Chelsea. He's not Chelsea Handler. I don't... Piss me off. No, I could have done without the uh, mercenaries. Um, and I mean this in no... I mean this particular episode in, like, no, no shade whatsoever. Um, Kaz seems like a very lovely person, and she's definitely a good competitor, but, like... Uh, I thought it was an interesting choice to have somebody who hasn't won on MTV's franchise, like, flagship franchise itself to kind of come in as, like, a mercenary on the flagship show. Like, does that make sense? Like, It I does make sense, because, like, even all the competitors, the crowd, like, nobody was like, oh, my God, it's Kaz! Like, there was, like, Zara was just like, hey, like it was probably, friend. like, production standing behind the camera, like, now, now, cheer now. I couldn't like, even so, see. Who, I couldn't even tell who it was. Like when Kaz was coming out, I sort of like I thought it was Laurel at first, based on mm-hmm. like the hair, because I was like yeah. trying to figure out who it was, and I was like, oh, and then it was Kaz. Like I like Kaz. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised to see her on there, given the like controversy she has with her. Her. Listen, her, I'm. Her cocaine charges. Oh shit! I don't know. I'm under, I'm under a complete rock, so I wouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, oh, <laughs> that's a discussion for I was a different surprised time. Surprised to see her even like on there, mm-hmm. but I guess like they don't. They they brought Jordan on, and Jordan openly racist yeah. at one point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I like not even like in a shady way, like at all. I just think like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity to not have like. If you're going to have a mercenary at all, because I would have just not had him, but to not have, like, a Rachel or somebody kind of come in, like, because you've got all these, like, quote-unquote, like, recognizable faces and people who have won, like, this particular show, like, the flagship show, like, 
Kaz won like the spinoffs. Cool. This particular show, I mean, See, I just think it was kind of a mess. And I'm not taking anything away from Kaz's Kaz's win, but like they shot the UK one in like two weeks. Yeah. It was like it was very short, and you know, granted, it's because the queen died, so they had to shorten it. But it was like it was very quick. It felt very. It felt like a very rushed season as is. Mm-hmm. And then she just went on and won the world one. And like, again, not taking anything away from her wins. But she's not she's not as well known. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they I think um, that sort of takes something away from the mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a mercenary hater at this point. I'm there's <laughs> I don't think that there's like really a need for it. Like I under like I would like it if it was sort of like Invasion of the Champions. Why didn't they just do Invasion of the Champions yeah, too? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd been much better. Um, I just look like I told you before. I think it's like a marketing thing. Truthfully, I think that they just kind of were like, all right, we're gonna kind of be like shit out of luck here if we don't have anybody to like throw in like a fancy trailer one week to like pop a rating or so. Um, I think they're gonna wait to bring in a mercenary that's on All Stars Four. And then show like a special preview of that season. Yeah, can we have that too? By the way, like, oh, it's Jesus. been so. It's been like they filmed it like last year. They filmed it. They departed on January fourteenth, and they had wrapped filming by like I think the week after Valentine's Day. So I was still hungover from New Year's on the fourteenth. What do you mean? I'm gonna be hungover from this New Year's by the time I get to see it. So you're going to be hungover for a year straight and this thing will still <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I haven't been drinking all November. Okay, there we go. Got to throw the flex in at some point. I had to. It's only, it's <laughs> only like, November's almost over, so I'm going to take that take that as a win. Yeah, no, tomorrow, I mean, it's really going to test my patience because it's a it's a bar crawl where we're at. It's like the night before oh. Thanksgiving in the U.S. Is, or I don't know if it's everywhere in the U.S., but it's definitely over here. Oh. So. <laughs> That's, I always find I get drunker in the States than I do in Canada. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Or does it not make sense? I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying things. I, I feel like it, for me, it doesn't make sense because the Canadian dollar to the American dollar is, is more. Like, oh my God. It's, I think it cost me like $70 to send $50 US on, oh. on PayPal or something. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. I'm always I, like, oh, I, this is cheaper here. And I just, like, tap my card, and then I get home, and I'm like, oh, I spent $48 at Carl's Jr. on one burger. Sweet. You, they, they don't have Venmo in Canada, right? We don't have Venmo. We don't have Cash App. Um, but we have so email transfer, which is, like, way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just, I, like, send electronic money like that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge PayPal person, but I use it when no I'm is. doing... Yeah, no, shit. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> um, did you have anything else that uh, you thought that you'd like to talk about with this episode, or do you think we're... Um, I'd like to know, so Big T wins, which is, I made me so happy to see, one, because I'm a Big T fan, two, because mm-hmm. I like to see, like, the unexpected sort of occur on there, because, like, everything was sort of rooting against her. And I loved her strategy of this. So they had to like roll in a barrel or something like on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like 
sort of moving around like a fucking yeah. caterpillar in a cocoon or something. Um, and move all these puzzle pieces towards there, and then they would do the puzzle. But Big T, so her strategy, which is great, was to bring all the puzzle pieces to one area and then bring them back one by one, which is smart because they're all spread out. And then Kaz, fortunately, didn't didn't think that through too much, and I think maybe her head got a little too big for her. Not physically, because <laughs> I think that would have helped, but I think her head got too big for her, and she was like, I've never lost. I'm going up against someone that's like, you know, Perceived half my size. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of like, I don't. I think I think ego got in the way too much. And I think that's that's a lot of the reason why she lost. Again, not mm-hmm. taking a win away from Big T. She won that fair and square. 2-2-0 two, two and oh on the season in eliminations. Oh. You know what? I think we're going to have to remove the T and just start calling her Big W at this point. Oh, yeah. Get a awesome. big toe. Get her some fresh cotton pads. She's... She's killing it. Um, I And I did like to see how upset everyone was that, like, Big she T was won. coming back. Yeah, and it's like, shouldn't you be more thankful if she saved you $10,000? I was kind of hoping there would be some sort of twist where TJ would be like, okay, Big T, so I'm going to give you an option now. Do you want to keep the $10,000? Or do you want it to go back to the rest of the house, into the pot? So I just go to her only? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that actually been, that would have been, been a pretty cool like. They should start just hiring hiring you to come up with like you know some concepts because honestly, if <laughs> it seems like people just don't really think over some things. No, and it was like it's it's frustrating to me because I'm like you should you should give her more power over her win. Right. Like, because she took out a mercenary. Yeah, that should hold some weight to it. It doesn't have to be like that every elimination with the no. money, but like just if you beat a mercenary. Yeah, you should get to choose. Right. Like, do you want to keep the money? Like, it'll just be in your pot. So if you if you win, you win ten thousand dollars extra, mm-hmm. or whether or not you win, you get to keep that ten thousand dollars and take it with you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing I miss about like older challenges is like when they would do a daily, and, and they were like, money. yeah, you could win like. Five thousand dollars or something. I mean, or an Xbox. Yeah, or a or sidekick, (laughs) sidekick phone, (laughs) or a Game Boy. (laughs) Oh, I I would be so happy with that. I'd be like, yes, give me that. Honestly, you win Whoppers for a year. How many Burger Kings are there in the states? I I have to know. Burger Kings? Are there lots? Um, I mean, shit. If we're just talking in my area alone, there's probably about three within like fucking ten miles of me. So. I can tell you where, where I think one Burger King is in in the city. And do you not like Do you not like Burger King? I like Burger King. It's just I like too. it's quite it's, rare here. Yeah, it, it's it gets a really bad like rap here. There's not a lot of people that like it. If I'm being honest, um, Wendy's is actually the closest to me, but I've got like a lot of fast food around me. But Wendy's being objective here, not to get too far off base, but Wendy's probably patty wise, if I'm being objective, has like the best like burgers out of all like the well, all the three main like the Burger King, McDonald's, when like that grouping yeah. got the best you know burgers. But oh, I like so I like Burger King though. So I get a lot of uh, a lot of hate because people are like In and Out's the best burger, and I'm like, no, I think Shake Shack has the best burger. Um, I, I still never have. To, I, I have to try Shake Shack. I've never actually tried. It's so good. <laughs> 
pause myself. Oh, there we go. Oh, now I'm really hungry. <laughs> I want Burger King now. Yeah, no, you might have to go drive to that one location uh, to go and get one. <laughs> Great. Great, it'll only take me four hours in this city. Yeah, it's no big deal. You got time. Yeah. By the time you get back, I mean, All-Stars 4 will still not be out yet, so, I mean, it's not like Perfect. we... Yeah. <laughs> not like you're missing anything important. Scream 7 will be out before All-Stars 4. I'm okay with that. I'd yeah, go see both of them in theaters. I think that there You'll should be... You'll see All-Stars 4 in theaters? I would, I would love to see... I would love to go watch, like, the premiere of, of like, a challenge in a theater. I think that would be like a really fun. I need to see a WrestleMania. I need to see a WrestleMania in theaters. That's what I need to see. I've been going to a lot of like indie wrestling shows lately Mm -hmm. in my city. Oh, I love it. I just love screaming at (laughs) screaming obscenities at strangers. (laughs) Because it's so fun because everyone gets so into it, which is I'm gonna bring it back to the challenge. Don't worry here. I love crowd cheering. I don't think they should be silent during it. I think it brings a lot to it. Mm. No, yeah, I don't that think was, they should be helping them, but I'm I'm kind of like, oh wait, you're talking about like with, are you talking about crowd cheering with the challenge, like yeah. helping? Oh, I, okay. okay. So I don't think they should be helping them in the sense I don't think they should be helping them like win the elimination, but I think it really brings something to like hear no one cheering for you and still win. Hmm. Yeah. No, I I, I think it, I think crowd cheering adds like a. I don't know, I think it adds, like, a level of, like, excitement to what's going on, like, as a viewer, because it, like, feels, like, more dramatic, like, if you're seeing other people, like, stressed about or excited over. It's good background noise, because you have to remember, the music is put in during editing, so Mm. I always laugh when, like, I'm watching, like, you know, them do a daily or something. It's just silent for them. Yeah, you can hear a snail fart. outside, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just quiet for them. Like, it's probably not as exciting. (laughs) <laughs> just like uh, hear mud moving around yeah speaking of mud what uh, they never like elaborated on it but do you remember when raven pointed out like what is that crawling in like the mud pit i hope it was shit i want I, it to be shit so bad <laughs> yeah i think that's what they did say it was yeah i wanted it to be shit so bad that's so funny i <laughs> <laughs> was um, no, but survivor, yeah, it would be an idol or something. Yeah. Well, uh, this was actually a ton of fun, believe it or not. I think we talked about I a lot. It. <laughs> yeah, like we did. We talked not only about challenge stuff, but we kind of, you know, even talked about some other stuff too. It makes me feel like we need like a separate podcast of sorts. We'll have to do this again. But, this. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. And especially during All Stars as well. That's probably oh. gonna be a good, good one. Yeah, I'll um, see you in three years. <laughs> Dude, out the road. <laughs> but, I think T's um, gonna be on it by then. Yeah, yeah, by that point, you know. Um, but uh, thanks again. This was a ton of fun. I can't wait to put this thing out. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh wait, you know, celebrate. Yeah, that was last month. Uh, Happy late Thanksgiving. Happy All Stars by the time. This <laughs> thanks. <comes up. laughs>